When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia, and with me is my co-host, Lon. How's it going, Nadia? Hey, Lon. Yes? I just want to tell our listeners that this episode is brought to you by the word sparkles. 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 So when you hear (laughs) us use this word, have a drink on us. (laughs) <laughs> it doesn't have to be alcoholic maybe you want to drink your, your boba tea or whatever or you know if you want to <laughs> eat that Doritos have a Dorito on us or have a snack on us have a grape on us do a push up but every time you hear the word sparkles sparkles <laughs> <laughs> drink up but yeah Lon how do you find uh, the tell all how would you summarize the tell all defensive I think Mm. it was weird for me when they were coming in doing the shots. Mm -hmm. It seemed like everybody was already expecting to be attacked. Mm. And like, it felt like they were all really super defensive Mm. and I'm, I'm willing to throw blows if it comes down to it. I'm like, dang, can't that just be a regular tell all? I don't know if, if they were prepped or what, but it seemed like the producers might've been in their ears saying, Hey, you know what? There's going to be a lot of shit talking. You better come with it. You better bring it. Yeah. And like, it really seemed that way, especially with Jabri. Jibri. What yeah. was up with Jabri? Dude, Jabri was off his mats. Yeah. <laughs> like, he was so combative. Yeah. And he was offering, like, anecdotes and comments that no one solicited. No right. one solicited, you know? Agreed, so 100%. I yeah, I don't understand why. Like, nobody asked you, though. Yeah. You know? And... It was really out of line when he just a lot of times. started saying, you're going to make it. Y'all are going to make yeah. it. You, you're, you're not going to make it. You're not going to make it. Who the f- like? Who asked okay. for your opinion? Yeah, nobody asked for your opinion. And then he'll turn around and go, I'm big on respect. I'm really big <laughs> on respect. Why are you being disrespectful then? Yeah, dude. Why are you bullying people? Come on, man. <laughs> oh, man. I Yeah. As much as we maybe made fun of him a little bit, I liked him during the season. I thought mm-hmm. he had a lot going on and... Mm-hmm. You know, and, 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 you know, young couple with Miona, I understood where he was coming from with his parents and, you know, being pulled in so many different directions. I kind of sympathized with him, but then in the tell all, he just felt like he wanted to fight everybody, you know, yeah. just like, dude, chill out, bro. Something yeah. tells me that he wants to stay on the TLC payroll, which is why he upped the any a little bit. He definitely bring the drama with him. Yeah, just, just to maybe be on Pillow Talk or maybe be featured on Happily Ever After. Someone uh, mentioned that. Uh, I think a lot of people. Comments. Yeah, like you're not going to get a spinoff, dude. Yeah. Chill out. Chill out, dude. <laughs> Sit your ass down. <laughs> anyway, before we start, just want to remind everyone and you, Long, that we live in an oppressive wood environment. 
Oh my gosh. <laughs> Lon rolled his eyes, guys. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so let's start with them then. Let's start with them. Oppressive uh, word environment. Oppressive words. So look, he was trying to paint himself as the good guy again. Yeah. I'm a victim of your mean words. Nah, they're just pointing out your flaws and mm-hmm. you just don't want to hear it. Don't go and say, you know, that words really matter and they hurt and I'm a good guy. I'm a good husband and I'm good. Okay. Oh, okay. That said, though, these are still your flaws. You still mansplain. You still have a tendency to lecture. These are two different people who were married to you or are married to you. You know, your current wife and ex-wife both saying the same things. Mm-hmm. So take some accountability, yeah. right? No. Yep, yep. Don't ask them to say nicer things. Like, that's what this is about. They're pointing out your flaws here. So when he started saying an oppressive word environment, I'm like, dude, are you trying to paint yourself out as the victim here and that they're saying mean things to you? No, I think you want them to say nice things and you can't handle it that you're being criticized right now is how I interpreted that that whole thing. Yeah, Yeah, like he didn't want Shaida to say the word lecture because he doesn't want to come across as... Right. As what his ex-wife would call him, an imam, right? Which is basically an imam, for those of you who don't know, is a religious teacher. Basically like a lecturer who would preach about religion. That's the Arabic word for it. So I can see why Shahida, his ex-wife, drifted apart because I can see how insufferable he could get. Yeah, uh, And the fact that he's a self-confessed or self-professed neat freak, it tells me that when you're that type of person, and I am a neat freak too, but it stems from the fact that you want to control things. So mm-hmm. I can see that Bilal is someone who wants to control everything. You know, his women, the narrative, his own image. Exactly. So, but I think he's taking it a bit too far because, like you said, he's not being accountable for his actions, except for that one scene where I think people called him out on the fact that he thought the head smacking was, or the head tapping, sorry, was aggressive. And everyone was like, nope, that's not aggressive. And then he like admitted that, okay, well, I wouldn't have kicked her out of the car. I should have apologized. But also, like, I didn't really see the sincerity. I think he just said that because he got called out by everyone in the room. And he said he wouldn't, but you did. And we all saw it with our own. It's like he's trying to gaslight us again. Yeah. We saw you say it. You even stopped the car. Don't. (laughs) Like, this is gaslighting, right? I I would never have blah, blah, blah. Bro, we saw you do it. Yeah. <laughs> you were filmed. Like, dude, what did you know? You can't just say that. Like, okay, why did you stop the car? Like, you were definitely trying to make a point. We get it. Like, take some accountability. You said it. You even stopped the car. And she was like, oh, is, is, are you serious right now? And he's like, yes. Like, come on. <laughs> you can't just tell us you, you weren't going to do it. The car literally was parked on the side of the road. Like, yeah. Yep, I checked my notes and yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and twice during the episode, I caught him just being dismissive. So mm-hmm. I don't think she speaks up at home. So when she finally had the voice to speak up on camera, he also, again, didn't know how to handle it. And he mm-hmm. would just say things like, okay, 
but we know, right? And yes. you're right. And I'm just like, he's just shutting her up right now. Yep. And I know this is toward the end of the tell all, but like the way he looked at her when she was crying, he looked at her in like disgust almost. I was like, dude, I don't want to speculate too much here. But like again, I, I just said, I hope she's okay. I hope yeah. she's okay. Actually, the- I, I wanted to point out too that when I rewatched the first part of the tell all, and the cameras were on them interviewing them you can tell that the way Shaida said and I don't exactly remember what she said it's almost like a cry for help from the get-go like she's trying to say like look I've been trying to change him I've been trying to like correct him but he just doesn't want to change and I think like you said Lon when there are more people around them to call him out on his misbehavior that's when she feels vindicated and that's when I think she feels more empowered to stand up to him. So when I rewatch it, I kind of saw that she was almost like crying for help. Like she's at her wit's end and she doesn't know what else to do because clearly this cannot be resolved at home. So she had to bring him out to like a court of public opinion right. in order to like really confirm that, you know what, you're wrong, Bilal, because others said so as well. I remember yeah. that that was the first tell all part one. Yeah. Right. When, when they, they were first entering. came to yeah, the building. I do remember that. Yeah. I and she was that. just saying like, yeah, we're good. But you can just tell by the way she's trying to like almost like a sending out an SOS to all of us. Right. Yeah. I just really feel for her. And the other scene that I wanted to call out too is that when they brought out the ex-wife Shahida. Mm-hmm. I can see, obviously, they have unresolved issues. But what I don't like is when Shahida was being prescriptive or doubled down almost on the prenup. And I'm like, you have no place to double down on this. And I get it. She may have an agenda, right? I think we talked about it before. Like having the prenup would definitely solidify her kids' generational wealth. It will secure their inheritance, I guess you can call it. But then... The way she tried to convince people like, okay, this prenup is important because here you have someone who came in without assets. And then Shahida was like, who you say not having assets or something you like that? You don't know me. Yeah, you, you don't, don't know me. Know what I'm, yeah. And then Shahida's comeback was so weak. She said like, well, you don't have a car in the US. And I'm like, first of all, a car is a liability, not an asset, but whatever. And she's like, <laughs> And you don't have a house in Trinidad because you stayed with your parents. And I'm like, yeah, but you failed to mention that Shahida had a business. Mm-hmm. That's her asset. She had to sell them in order to come to the U.S. So I think she kind of lost that argument. And I like the fact that Shahida came back with, well, opinion is like a nose. Everyone has it. Yeah. Yeah. Shahida started sounding like Bilal yeah. at that time. I was like, it's important that you have this because, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, like you said, right, to secure these assets and stuff. I'm like, dude, it was like he trained you to say that. You yeah. know what I mean? It's so, I don't know. And not just that, but also when she said she was disappointed about the prank, mm. couldn't you just say, okay, was maybe she doesn't think so. So I don't want to put words in her mouth. I guess, you know, people are different and maybe she didn't see it as just a prank. 
maybe she really did see it as a a test, a test, and, yeah. and that Shida failed that test. Yeah, and I'm just like, but come on. Yeah. <laughs> and again, this is going to be an argument that people are divided over because there are still people, you know, that comment on Twitter that also see this as a test that Shaida failed mm-hmm. and that maybe she could have been more sensitive. Maybe mm-hmm. she could have been, you know, less gold digger about it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I think and we've said this in the previous um, episodes is he set her up for failure and he set her up to look that way. When she doubled down on that, too, she was like, oh, no, I spent two years in that house and I'm really disappointed that she felt that way. Come on, though. (laughs) Yeah, but it's different for Sharida. She came like, what was it, 3,000 miles away, what, to get pranked? The context is everything here. Right, right, right. You know, like Mm -hmm. maybe when you first started out with Bilal and by you, I mean Shahida, the ex-wife, Maybe he didn't have a nice fancy house. Maybe he's still an up-and-coming real estate agent. And maybe they had to stay in the childhood home or whatever. And that was then. But Mm. now that he's more successful, I mean, he has a new house. Why is it right that we have to put Shaida through this test? Why do you think that it's right to put her through this test? I just don't get that logic. Is this a rite of passage? Everyone has to go through some sort of test. What are we like? you know, high school or something. Like, you're playing games now. Like, no one leaves their home, their family, their friends behind, their business behind to get pranked. Right. And didn't he, Bilal, also get called out by one of the cast members? Like, this is your fiance, the person you're going to, this is how you want to portray her to everybody? Yeah. Like, really? Is this, this is how you want? Who said that? Yeah, somebody said that. And another thing, Like whenever the men spoke up about Bilal, Bilal didn't have a word to say. Like, Mm -hmm. I think there were many times when men called him out, he didn't say anything. But whenever Shaida found her voice, all of a sudden it was like, you know, he was able to speak. But there were a few times when like people were calling him, like Patrick was calling him out the entire time. Yeah. This is a salesman. He's a salesman, this salesman, that. You're a salesman, you're a salesman. He was just quiet on the couch. Yeah, Yeah. he couldn't say anything. I'm like, dude, are you going to defend yourself? (laughs) Or can you only defend yourself when your wives are speaking about you? Like, you know? (laughs) That's like so emblematic of a patriarchy. Mm. They can take it from a man, but not from a woman. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I recognize that because that's the environment I grew up in. Mm. Unfortunately, I do like the fact that Patrick blew the whole Bilal being a salesman wide open because you can see that it was such vindication to Shaida. She's like, yeah, that's what I've been talking about the whole entire time. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, even Ari called you. him out. Too. Yeah, <laughs> Ari called him out. I forgot who else. I think maybe Kara or Guillermo maybe have called him out too. But yeah, I just don't like how dismissive Bilal is and how mm. he's just okaying it for the sake of like not acknowledging whatever the comments has been made about him, he's just like, okay. Like, even Sean Robinson was like, oh, so we're still doing passive-aggressive now or something like that. I might be wrong, but I thought I caught her. Like, even she called that out. But right. anyway, I mentioned Kara and Guillermo, and I thought maybe we can segue to them. First of all, congratulations. Congratulations. Uh, she's expecting and, uh, you know, she still looks hot. I really couldn't tell. I really couldn't tell. I guess it's because it's still pretty early on. But 
so happy for them and for Guillermo and her. I actually have nothing much to say about them. You know, I know they brought out the ex-boyfriend and she kind of came clean on why there wasn't any clean breakup. And I know Guillermo still feels kind of bitter about being called a child or something. And that's why he calls himself a toddler. <laughs> so yeah. I get that. That was actually a jab. And I don't know if Ari gets it, but I think Ari kind of like maybe supported the idea of him being a smart toddler. I didn't get it the first time around, but I got it the second You're time around. A smart toddler, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't like when Patrick called Kara condescending just yeah. because she objected to the purchase of the laptop. And again, like this is probably uh, some uh, misogyny going on here, Patrick. Like, is that why you're not with an American woman? Like, yeah, because you think that they're direct and they speak up, whereas maybe Thais doesn't. I don't know. I mean, I just don't like that comment, honestly. Yeah. So I 100% agree. When Patrick was saying that, and also when Guillermo was saying that, it felt as if they don't want to be spoken to with empowerment. Mm. Yeah, I mean, it felt like, well, if you're going to be that way, you have to stroke our ego. If you're going to be like logical and stuff, then at least you have to make us feel better about it. That's not yeah. their fucking job to coddle you, though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like that's what I was getting was that it wasn't so much that she was being maybe condescending or controlling. It's that you were hurting my feelings when you spoke that way. You have to say it and say it a, a certain way that makes me feel good about myself. Mm. No, dude. Like, <laughs> and I get that she can be controlling. Like, mm. I get that. But for someone like Kara, she doesn't see that as a big deal. I think if you were to speak your mind as well and to stand your ground and to also speak maybe strongly or make compelling arguments that she would respect that. For her, she doesn't see that as being condescending or controlling. There was a part where she said, you know what? I don't always act like I'm 30. There's times when I act like that too. Like, So for her, it's almost like that's not a big deal. Like yeah, if, if I'm nature. acting funny, then, then call me out on that. Like I don't care. So the fact that they're calling her out for maybe treating somebody like that, she's like, that to me, that's nothing though. Yeah, That's when I was feeling that maybe Patrick just doesn't like it. Because he wants his ego to be stroked first. And and maybe Guillermo might be that way too. But mm -hmm. Guillermo just seems more soft-spoken. And, and I could see how he might get offended easily. But Patrick was definitely giving off those kind of vibes. Yeah. Like, you're too empowered you're too aggressive. right now. Too yeah. aggressive. You need to make us feel good about ourselves. Because yeah. we're men. And like, fuck that, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, come on, dude. man. <laughs> Now that you mentioned about Guillermo being soft-spoken, I realized that him, Bini, and Miona didn't really speak much during the tell-all. And of course, Bilal as well, he mostly stayed quiet. But yeah, I noticed that those four, I would say, they didn't really contribute much. Yeah. And we can no, get to didn't. that later on. But oh, I'm being Sean Robinson here. We'll table this conversation. <laughs> I guess this won't be resolved today. But anyway. <laughs> Aside from uh, the hand gesture that, uh, I forgot her ex's name, but remember she did this. Yeah. <laughs> she was describing like how they were like fucking like bunnies or something. He was I saying. don't know. I was like, know. dude, really? Like, <laughs> what is that about? Do we still use that hand gesture? But anyway. He seemed cool during their episode, but then during the tell-all, 
he really just seemed like a bitter, hurt ex who hasn't moved on yet. Yeah. He came off as just really I blame like, the producers, man. They probably asked him to like turn up the yeah. drama, dress he up was, like Ozzy Osbourne here. Yeah. <laughs> he was like fake Ozzy. He Osbourne. was super offended and, and you know Yeah, like, what's that about? Her What's husband's that? right there. You know, you're not going to be respectful. You're just going to make it. I don't know. It, again, it just seemed like he was playing the bitter ex and just yeah. didn't care and just wanted to fire shots. Yeah. Well, other than that, I just want to say Kara's assessment of the tell-all is very spot on, right? She understood the assignment. She knew that being in the public eye, their lives would get scrutinized. I think they got off really easily because they're not that messy. If you think about it, their private lives are pretty okay compared to to like, yeah. say everyone else or <laughs> compared to the next couple that we're about to talk to about is which is Patrick and Thais so from one pregnant couple to another pregnant couple apparently they didn't expect to get pregnant because uh Sir Patrick does not have any sperm or so they thought or yeah. so they thought and then boom they got lucky yeah. but congratulations nevertheless really happy for them as well 16 weeks at the time of the taping? Yeah, they both were 16 weeks right, long. Right. Yeah, I'm really happy for them. So a couple of things to note here. They're no longer based out of Dallas, apparently. They're now in Vegas. So I guess they joined Beanie. Mm. <laughs> He'll be based out of Vegas. I don't know what he does that caused him to like travel a lot, but maybe he's a traveling salesman. Maybe he goes to different branches of the... I don't know, whatever... I can't remember another 90-day fiancé couple that moves around a lot. Mm. Because right. when we first met them, they were based out of what Austin, and then they moved to Dallas, and then now they're in Vegas. Right. Even during this season, whenever we watch their scenes, they're either somewhere, right? They're traveling somewhere. They're in Florida. They're in Boston. They're so never in the same place. Yeah. Like, it's always somewhere else. Very interesting lifestyle, yeah. I guess. I think the only shady thing to come out of their tell-all is the fact that Patrick was sort of two-timing Thais during the time that Thais thought that they were together. And then Patrick kind of tried to downplay it by saying, oh, she got the timeline wrong. And then Thais was like, no, I found out that you were still, I guess, cheating, right? Essentially, even though it's not like he can get it up. We talked about that before. Right. But it's still emotional cheating and she found out during the same day they got engaged, according to her. So What's up with that? Shady. <laughs> yeah, it's it's shady. Yeah. And you know, right? The way he tried to downplay it by, oh, I was like in between relationship, nothing was official yet. Dude, you're visiting her. I forgot how many, but you he was visiting pretty frequently. So of course I would think we're dating every six weeks for almost two years. Yeah. So there was a lot of visits to Brazil. And right. And also, before they addressed that, did they say something about like, I don't know, in my notes, I wrote that there's a double standard when it comes to their DMs. Like she checks his DMs or he checks her DMs, but they don't, but the other one doesn't check the other's DMs. I forgot. Do you remember that or something? When it comes to DMs, I remember Emily and Kobe talking about their DMs because a lot of women slide into his DMs. But I don't remember Thais and Patrick talking about DMs. Uh. But speaking of DMs, I think that, you know, because of this two-timing incident, it explains why Thais is 
tracking into, him. Into yeah, yeah, into like, checking his phone course, because he, right. she's like, I can't trust you. I don't know if you're still texting that woman or whoever, right? So I can understand that better. I have you know more empathy on that particular topic, but the big issue I think with Patrick and Thais is John. Really, I think so. For Thais, it definitely is. And I think Patrick is playing, he has he's, to. Yeah, he's playing the, okay, so how do I describe this? He's definitely in the middle, but yeah. I think he's playing it too. Too safe? Safe is a good word, I guess. He's too hands off. I think. Um, I get it. Like he's not firm enough with his brother and he doesn't stand up enough for Thais. Yeah. So I can kind of see that because I think John does cross the line a little bit. But then when they replayed that whole scene of her calling him out for drinking beer and playing video games, I was like, that's kind of out of line. I mean, at that yeah. time, she was just a fiancé who just just flew in from Brazil. And she's already trying to, you know, give orders and like right. comment about people's lifestyle. And I'm like, mm, maybe you need to chill. And I can see how that became like a combative, intense relationship, right, between her and John. And I think too, like, she would do well learning how John communicates or maybe just leaving him the fuck alone, you know? Because I think <laughs> she's trying to impose herself onto John and John's not the kind of person that's going to be taking it. He's just going to be John, you know? He's he's that rebellious. And I don't think he's an easy person to get along with. But I think the best course of action here is to just leave him the fuck alone, you know, instead of picking on his every behavior, that's my right. opinion, you know, but I think I know where you're getting at is I wish too that Patrick is a little bit more disciplinary with his brother. Like he could say like, hey, John, back off. Like you cannot disrespect my wife. My, if my wife's not comfortable with you, like, you know, you both need to both do a timeout or something. But like, I can see why he's conflicted because, and this is where I remember we speculated that maybe the reason why John is sort of like codependent on Patrick is because he might be an AA member. I don't know, but I resent saying that because I don't want to become like Jibri trying to accuse someone of being like an alcoholic from the get-go. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. I wonder too, like if Patrick's being easy on John because something might trigger a relapse of something. Maybe it's drug abuse, maybe it's alcohol abuse, maybe it's something else. I don't know, but... I still wish that Patrick would be a little bit more firm with John. I think John's definitely in some kind of rut, whether it's, again, I don't want to speculate too much. I don't know if it's drugs or alcohol, whatever. And I think, you know, when it comes down to his lifestyle, his lifestyle is his lifestyle. I have no qualms with him playing video games and drinking if that's what he wants to do on this Monday. But for me, I think there's a way where Patrick can be encouraging instead of enabling. And I think Mm. that's what I wrote in my notes. Mm. If your brother is in some kind of rut, which is preventing him from moving out or Mm. preventing him from maybe leveling up, Mm. right? And then reaching a particular goal, there's a way to be encouraging about it. And that way you can also tell your wife, hey, I'm working on it. Mm. Instead of I'm trying my best. Yeah, Yeah. but your best is to just be hands Hands off and not do anything and let us figure it out. That's not your best. Yeah, You know, he's saying I'm stuck in the middle, but okay, but what are you doing about that? Mm. So I think you can please, but there's a way to do it where both of them can be happy. Well, Mm. not even happy, but both of them can see that you're trying. Like, encourage your brother. 
and instead of enabling him and yeah. that way you can always come back to Thais and say look like I did xyz you know we're trying to get him out of here and you know with John it's not like he's straight kicking him out you're saying look it's time for you to level up it's time for us to go our separate ways I'm gonna yeah. start to have a family you know what I mean there's just a way to do it I don't know if, if he's doing enough so interestingly I I had a poll and maybe I shouldn't have given three answers but I gave three answers. Do y'all think Patrick should be doing more about the situation? 29% said he's not doing enough. Mm. 24% said he's doing his best. And 47%, more than half, said that's not our business. Ooh. But if I didn't leave, that's not our business. Like, I'm curious to see how many people would say that that Patrick is doing enough. Yeah, yeah. I also suspect that Patrick is also another... I don't want to say spineless, but he does come across as spineless because when Jibri called them trailer trash, he didn't say anything. He didn't say nothing. Dude. I know what you mean. And Kara yeah. called him out on that too. He's like, hey, like, why no reaction when your brother got called a trailer trash? And he was like, just silent. And Jibri doubled down too. He said, oh, they're from the trailer park. Yes. They know, they That's know why I that. say them, you know, not just John, because he insinuated like, is the two of them. And I'm God, like, I was like, fucking dude, Jibri, dude. Yeah. <laughs> You're just being so disrespectful. No filter at yeah. all. Oh, no, man. And Patrick didn't say anything. He and say I think nothing. either he wants to maintain a good relationship with Jibri and Miona, or he's just spineless. I don't know. I mean, maybe, and maybe being silent too is agreeing. I'm more on the wavelength of. Maybe I wouldn't use the word spineless, but I know what you mean. He's very passive. Yeah, he just very passive. He doesn't like confrontation. He he avoids confrontation. He doesn't like to stick up for himself. And he just kind of sits there. Yeah, and now that you said that, and I'm <laughs> rewinding all the scenes of him, what he said whenever John and his wife gets into it, he doesn't say much. Again, know. yeah, very. Like, you guys figure yeah, it out. Yeah, like, like going back to the scene when she confronted him about the beer, the only contribution from Patrick is that, yeah, they have beer in Brazil. Yeah. He didn't say like, John, come on, like, shut the fuck up. Or like, hey, go play your games. Like, leave us alone or something. Like, he's not firm. He's just very passive. Yeah. Whenever there's conflict, he just chooses to be Switzerland. And he's quick to tell Thais, that's my brother. Yeah. But then how about telling, you John, know, telling that, your hey, brother, my wife, my fucking wife you're yeah. talking about. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. Anyway. Again, I apologize if the word spineless isn't the best use of adjective for, for it's, Patrick. It's fine. I know where yeah, I know where you're going. But I can definitely say Beanie is also spineless. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that fitting. guy just That's let, yeah, he just lets Jibri bully his wife. Mm. Like, where's your manhood? Mm. Did you leave it in the ring? Like what's going on? And, okay, I didn't agree with JB, but I have to say, though, after learning about their current situation, I do think that there's some toxicity in their marriage. Who, wait, 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 who? Are we talking about Ari and Bini or yeah. Miona and Jibri? No, no, oh, no, okay, Ari and Bini because... Oh, definitely. After yeah. this episode for the tell-all? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. totally. They're married, but living separately. Yeah. She goes off to Ethiopia for supposedly a week, stays there for three months. And blocks him. And blocks him. That's With his odd, son? Dude. Yeah. I'm like, wait, 
you have his son and you're blocking him? And she said he didn't notice it because I guess she calls him. So she kind of controls the whole thing. She calls him to, I guess, maybe check in or something, right? To let Avi talk to his dad or whatever. But I guess, I don't know, maybe he tried to call her and didn't get through. And that was because he was blocked. That's just... yeah. Again, I mean, who are we to like judge their marriage? Maybe this works out for them. But there is some level of toxicity, right? Because that's just not healthy. Yeah. I understand and respect taking time apart so that you raise your kid in a healthy environment rather than in an environment where they witness their parents fighting Fighting, all the time. So I get that part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and I kind of understood what she meant, what Ari meant. I know this might be an unpopular opinion. I kind of understood what she meant when she said, I blocked him because rather than her getting like jealous or whatever, she did it as a measure to control herself. herself. Yeah. In a weird, twisted, fucked up way. I get that. I know what she's like. But that's the thing. It's whatever works, right? Like if that works for them, great. And maybe you're not is... working on the relationship. Yeah, you're avoiding it. Avoiding it, it. yes. Yeah. But and okay. it's not healthy, I think, in the long run. It's totally. not sustainable. Totally. What is worrying is that Bini is just showing signs of, I just want my green card to pursue this MMA career, and I don't give a fuck where my wife is. Facts. Because he was so checked out during the tell-all. I know he doesn't feel comfortable speaking in English but going back to the whole spineless comment like he got called out for not standing up to her when is it Mimi or Wish threw the wine at Ari Mm -hmm. like you as a brother you should be the one telling them like hey look that's my wife you assaulted her with red wine and you know he was laughing he was laughing with them yeah he's just like another Patrick too it's almost like he's agreeing with them he's like siding with them but yeah. he cannot do anything because he wants the green card because that's his baby mama. But he probably doesn't love her. Yeah. He's sending off that vibes of like, I don't give a shit anymore. I just want to pursue this career, get my green card, split after five years. That's what Pedro and Chantel is going through. I know we don't cover the show, y'all, but I've been seeing a lot of, of tweets about that. And it makes me want to at least watch the last couple of episodes. Yeah, you got to watch the last one too because... The last episode, spoilers, sorry, but you can skip this part, listeners, but this last episode was him asking for the divorce. And this is when they're sort of going through separation. Are we team Chantel, Chantel on this mm-hmm. woman? Mm-hmm. Huh. And I can say this, even though I'm not a fan of hers, but just objectively, she wants to work on the marriage. It just appears that way. Pedro checked out. Wait, He's so like, um, I, is he cheating? What was that again? What? That's the Sorry, y'all, I don't watch the show. I'm just getting context <laughs> from Twitter, from tweets I'm reading. Yeah, I don't watch the entire season, so let me practice right, right, right. it yeah, 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 that yeah. way. But from the last few episodes I've watched, it just seems like she did suspect that he's he has like extracurricular activity at his job. Is that and... how she phrased it? <laughs> extracurricular. No, I'm oh. phrasing it. Me, Nadia, I'm phrasing Some it that extracurricular way. Extracurricular activity. <laughs> so I can see how that became insufferable and very stifling for him. Yeah. But for you to just exit out, I guess either he's had enough of her and her family or just he just fell out of love, you know, and she's the one who's like, let's work on this marriage. She went to 
the Dominican Republic to talk to his mom to try to talk to him to work on their marriage. So it's like she's pulling out all stops here to salvage their relationship. But he's like all checked out. And then the drama continues because she supposedly took out $265,000 of their money in <gasps> account. So that's, that's a the, lot of money. Yeah, oh that's, God, that's a lot of money. I'm guessing that's the TLC money too. So, but I can see why because she's pissed. She's like, okay, well, if you're not going to play ball, I mean, fuck this. I'm just going to take our money and go my own way. And I think there's like some ongoing legal stuff happening right now, but we just have to see it unfold or maybe you wow. can Google it. But Wow. Yeah. And, and it's funny that you said Team Chantel because from what I read on Twitter, it seems that a majority of people are also Team Chantel. Mm-hmm. But like for me, not knowing what's going on in the show and just everything that I've seen from the family, mm-hmm. if I were Pedro and how the family has treated Pedro... I love you, Chantel, but I don't want to marry your family. They're nuts. That's how I saw it, you know? And I'm I like, think maybe he's doing that. Maybe he's just like, I'm tired of your mom, tired of your, you know what I mean? I'm tired yeah. of your brother. I can't yeah, stand yeah. him. They always pick on me. They look at me as, as if I'm just marrying into you because I want whatever your family has. The way they treat Pedro, they treat Pedro like crap. From the beginning, they've always said Pedro is just marrying into money and that he wants to use the family. So I, I don't know what's going on in the show. But if I were Pedro, I would feel some type of way about that. For sure. I'm not denying that. I think the family does get in his face at times. But I thought it got better because then they start to pick on that other brother's Filipino wife, right? right, right. And it's like the family is consistent that way. So I have to give that to them. They're annoying that way. And we get it. That's Mm -hmm. why they have their own show. But you have to think about how Nicole is also very abusive towards Chantel and how his own family is just as toxic as Chantel's family. Like Nicole's mom, as much as she acts all like, you know, righteous and shit, she's also very toxic. The advice that she gives... That's Pedro's mom too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pedro's mom. mom. And Nicole's the sister and the sister is never a proof of their relationship. If anything, Nicole wants... Chantel to get with her friend Karima, I think, right? I think we talked about that before. Wait, you said you don't watch the show or you do watch? I don't. I don't <laughs> you know anymore. so much. <laughs> I don't anymore, but I remember because we, listeners, we covered them in our Patreon. So if, you, uh, if you're if you interested to, <laughs> to know yeah. our opinions of their previous episodes, we're 90 Day, was it WTF, WTF. Extra? WTF, yeah. yeah. So anyway, just to get back... <laughs> on track here sorry guys we went uh, <laughs> went a bit off but yeah so again like i think this is the whole theme of checked out right just right, like right. beanie's checked out we're gonna discuss the next couple who's also checked out muhammad seems wow checked out. again man like let me let me just start with saying i am a green card holder i don't want to have that stigma of like I am with someone because of green cards and I want to be team immigrant, right? In this case, whenever I watch 90 Day Fiance, I'm like, no, I don't think they're here for the green card. They really love their American partners. And I so want them to last, like just so it doesn't, you know, like I don't get that stigma too, because I feel a certain type of way being a green card holder myself. But then when people like Muhammad does this kind of stuff where he's already cheating on her, just as he got his green card, like, 
man, fuck you. <laughs> Go back to Egypt. Yeah. To me, it almost explained, I don't know, the sponsor how far thing. back. Yes, yeah. it explains so much. And I was just like, oh, man. And it's funny that they added it towards the end because up until that point, I didn't have much to say. All they did was retread stuff we already talked about. Yeah. So I was just like, what are we going to talk about? And then like, I started seeing tweets about it. And I'm like, do I got to Google this or is this something they're going to cover? And then mm-hmm. they covered it in yeah. the like last five or so minutes. That was messed up. Dude, so messed up. Messed up. One and of the texts, he said he's he said he'll go to the, the fucking, lawyer attorney yeah, or something. and just yeah. end it or something and he doesn't care. Yeah. I'm like, no, he's looking out for his own interest, obviously, because he wants to talk to a lawyer to see how he can get divorced while still retaining his green card. I think that's why he oh, wants to go to a lawyer. Man. So this motherfucker, right? <laughs> Okay, so you know what's worse? He called the cops on her. For assault. Yeah, she has assault and battery charges. Yeah. And, but she's saying it didn't happen. So I know yeah. some people are like, oh, she whooped that ass after the, she saw the text messages. But according to her, she's saying that he's lying. Okay, I am very triggered by this because just a week ago, I mean, maybe a week or two ago. Do you guys remember Michelle Branch? The, the singer? singer? Yeah. She got charged the same thing for slapping her husband. And her husband is the drummer from Black Keys, a rock band. Because she found out that he cheated on her while she was pregnant with their kid. She just slapped him. He called the cops on her. The cops had to release her because she's still breastfeeding their baby. Oh my gosh. I cannot respect men who do that to their baby mama or their partner. I just can't. You deserve to get slapped. I don't care. I know that's assault. I get it. I know. But if you cannot take a slap and you have to call the cops on your woman, you have to give back your man card. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you can't take a slap because you did something wrong, your it's mama didn't taught you any giving better. Giving Shaida Bilal vibes. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? But yeah, I was so triggered when I found out about this because it just reminded me of that Michelle Branch news. Yo, we'll be sharing a lot of these extra nuggets around. <laughs> yeah, y'all are getting bonus content. <laughs> You're getting free bonus content. So a few takeaways, right? Apparently, Muhammad was a virgin when they consummated their relationship. Okay, Alleged. whatever. Allegedly. <laughs> he complained that she had tax issues, which is why she couldn't right. file his paperwork to get the green card. And I'm like, dude, come on, be sympathetic. Like she's trying her best. She has a kid who has Down syndrome, right? Has special needs. She's doing a lot. And here you are complaining about not getting your green card in a timely manner. Clearly you have other agenda, which is what's been proven here. Right. right? So yeah, I don't know, man. A part of me feels like, is this them trying to prolong their TLC career or is this really what happened? Because when they interviewed him after the tell-all was over, I just felt like he was being too honest. Like he was like, mm. yeah, I cheated on her. <laughs> it's almost like he admitted to it. And he's like, yeah, I'm I'm so wrong for doing that and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, man, I, I don't know what to believe anymore. Yeah. I just think because he got busted red-handed, mm, there's could- nothing he could say. Yeah. I don't know who how they got the text messages, but he got exposed. Yeah, totally. He got exposed. And like when I read him, I'm like, he's like, how about a kiss? I'll keep you in bed all day. I'm just like, 
(laughs) dude like does tlc give them phones like what how does this happen because those messages were just straight up like bam there's no defense there's no defense you're busted it it's there literally spelled out right and i'm just like what do you say you know other than own up to it question for real if you're having domestic issues would you share all that with tlc after filming is over, unless you want to get TLC money? Are they under a contract to? Obviously, for me, I would want to keep my private shit private, especially if it makes me look bad. Yeah. You couldn't pay me. If shit's going to embarrass me that much, and exactly. you couldn't pay me to release shit the like that. The fact that they shared the text messages, that's why, Lon, I say I don't know what to believe anymore. Oh. Are they trying to get into the next series of Maybe Like this is purposeful. Play? Right. Like why would you do that? Why would you do that, Eve? Why? If you're having domestic issues with your partner, the first person you call is your friend or your family members, not TLC. Well, I okay, wait, wait, wait. If it was Eve though, let me take it back. I was in Muhammad's shoes. Oh, okay. If okay. it was Eve, yeah. hell yeah, I want to put him on blast. You know what I mean? That was messed up what you I, did. I'm going to put you I on would. blast. <laughs> I would too, but like, <laughs> I don't know if I would go through TLC though. I don't know. And especially now that she's being charged with battery and assault. Like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. Like now, if that was her plan, it backfired. Because now it's like, first is the cheating. Now we hear her being allegedly arrested. Right. That's a bad look for her. If that's what she plans to do, which is to put him on blast, like... I would just kept it private, man. I would be like, filming is over. TLC producers don't need to know what happened to us. Mm. Maybe they didn't intend to sign on, but maybe they did. And that's why they shared all those messiness. But Everyone's got a price. Uh-huh. Because, <laughs> yeah, I could see them following the story. Yeah, yeah. Totally. So now all of us viewers are going to be like, okay, what happened next? Are they yeah. still together? You know, is Mohammed still in the US or whatever, right? Like uh, Natalie. We're so compelled to know what's next. Anyway, right. question for you before we move on, Lon. Are you Team Eve's friend or Team Muhammad when it comes to that scene? Muhammad. I'm with you too. Yeah. I'm with Even you. Even if, so the way she tried to justify it is, well, you know, for us, we're liberated and yeah. sex is like this. Yeah. Still though, that's not an excuse to... Mm. Ask people about their sex life upon meeting them. That's yeah. just... I didn't buy that. I'm all, and I think we both, right? We're both are all about women empowerment and being sex mm-hmm. positive. Totally. But there's also such a thing as etiquette yeah. and timing. And mm-hmm. if it's our first time meeting someone, I'm not going to tell you that, oh, yeah, are you into porn? Like, yeah. you know I mean, that's not the... My first... name's Lon. Do you watch porn? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, that's not the kind of topic that? you bring up. When you first meet someone over dinner, right? It's just not appropriate. I don't care if you're sex positive, you're empowered, you're, you know, whatever group that you're in, good for you. Especially understanding that they come from very religious upbringings. Right. Yeah. You know, this guy's from Egypt. No. You want to ask him about porn? Really? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Bad taste. Yeah. Well, now that that's cleared, I thought maybe we can talk about. My favorite couple, Lon, surprise, surprise, it's Emily and Kobe. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't have much to say. Me too. I feel like Emily became likable. 
Yeah, I, I, I've always kind of liked possible? her. Though. I've always kind of liked her, though. For me, she's just really fun. There are things I didn't like when she was pushing his buttons about shoveling shit and stuff like that. Yeah. But I've always thought she was a likable. I could see myself going, hey, girl. Yeah. Happy yeah. hour today. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, could, I could see that. I just feel like she and Kobe make such a great couple. Like we see them outside of filming and then we finally see them as an actual couple, a real couple. And I won't say almost, like, I don't think they did, but they're almost finishing each other's sentences or almost, like, understanding each other why that person is jealous, why they did this. You know what I mean? Like, they He's got have boxer a good shorts of her. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> She's like, yeah, okay, they can slide into his DM, but we still fuck. Yeah. <laughs> like, <okay>. like... <laughs> TMI, but okay. <laughs> I wonder, too, if it's less stressful in their relationship now that he's got a job. And she got what she wants, I guess, right? Being a stay-at-home mom. Which, again, like I think that's the best you can do with two small kids. To yeah. like, Who am I to say otherwise? The other thing I wanted to call out is the fact that we still don't know what the dad gave It's Kobe. not a house, I think. You think it's not a house key? I wish it were, but there was a point when they were being interviewed where he said, well, we have to move out yeah, and find a house. That's true. And that's I was true. like... Oh, wait, that wasn't... That wasn't They didn't give you a house? Yeah. Yeah. Key to a car? Or maybe they're just saying that for the camera. Maybe they're just saying that for the camera. I could get that too because they were really super tight-lipped about it's just between us. So he could be just saying that for the cameras. Okay. I also like the fact that Emily's hot mom, I must say, uh, gave that PSA on normalizing breastfeeding Mm. out in the open because, yeah, I mean, newsflash, folks, that's how babies get fed. That's how we yep. feed people. Yeah, that's how <laughs> yeah. we feed people. Breasts out or not. I mean, free the nipple, right? So, yeah, I, I don't have much to say about them. I, I can see them lasting longer than, yeah. Yeah, than what most people And, would you know, and, and, and I would want to watch more of them, too, I think. Me, too. I it's would like to see family. more of them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind. I know we said a lot of bad things about Emily, but. We could do worse than Emily and Kobe. That's true. (laughs) Yeah. That is so true. So true. Anything else that we can say about Kobe and Emily? I'm trying to look at my notes here right now. Uh, Still living with their parents. uh, Sex four to five times since the birth of uh, (laughs) their newest. I don't know. We don't need to talk about that stuff. (laughs) True that. All right. We've come to the most explosive couple during the tell-all. Actually, by that, I mean just one person. It's just Jibri that kind of stole the show. and The Jibri show. The Jibri show. He tried to yeah. pick a fight. I don't know where to start. I just feel like Jibri just went off. And I think we speculated that it could be because he just wants to prolong his TLC career. Mm-hmm. They still live in Palm Springs, right? From what I heard. I have this theory that the only reason why he walked away from the couch was because he knew he was in the wrong because David made a lot of sense right and again maybe this is something that they both created to amp up their, the narrative right is that it wasn't Miona that caused tension it was just him it was just Jibri right Jibri didn't invite David to their wedding he kept Miona away from the band it was just him in his feelings I feel because he said he was carrying the band on his shoulder or something like that. He said like he was leading the band and everyone else wasn't pulling their own weight. 
and he felt frustrated and very stressed. And when he met Miona, she, she just was like the opposite of that. And I mean, good for him, but I don't know why he became so combative towards his own band members and started to kind of pit them against each other or use Miona as an excuse. It just felt like he was in the wrong there. And David just kind of was spelling it out like, hey, it's not me, it's you. And then yeah. he walked away, obviously. And then he made some excuse like, why can't you just be happy for me? Like, you're just jealous. And I'm like, dude, he's not. Like, the guy's got a trucking business. He's probably earning a lot more and doing well in life. Like, why are you saying he's jealous? Yeah, so that's my theory anyway. Go ahead. It, it really did feel like the Jibri show. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when, when I say that, I mean that he knew that the cameras were on. I know the cameras were on him all season, but I know that at this particular time during the tell all that like spotlights would really be on him. But some of this stuff just seemed really contrived. Contrived, totally. Yeah. Do you really got to, he was just being so extra. Do you really got to call everyone out? Yeah. Do you really got to fire shots at our age? And Emily even noticed that he just started talking about John for no reason. And then David comes out, right? Isn't it customary? Aren't you guys just going to go sit down at a table, crack open a bottle and have a shot? Mm. He's over here. Ah, I cannot. And he walks off. And yeah. John's like, where are you What's going? He doing? Yeah. yeah. What does he do? And he's just like, I can't do it. Because it makes for TV, right? The cameras are going to follow you. Yep, and yep. He was just being such a diva. Like totally. When during the break time. I don't want to go, go upstairs with this guy. But it's just. Like the world revolved around him all of a sudden, yeah. you know? And I'm just like, come on, man. Really? He was just doing the most. And yeah. it was kind of cringy. Dude, this isn't the guy you were all season. You know what I mean? Like, you, I at least thought that he was pretty likable, you know? Yeah. And then, you know, at the tell-all, he's just like guns blazing. blazing. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, dude. And it was just very attention whore to me. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Such an attention whore. <laughs> I'm not surprised by the fact that his parents declined to be on the show because they're probably very embarrassed. That was one of the things I wrote was he said he hasn't seen them for six months. Yep. Crazy. So they're really protesting this. Yeah. (laughs) Either they're not in agreement with the relationship or how they're conducting themselves or they just don't want to sign up for this whole drama. Or he's being stubborn. Because I wonder too if he's like, well, I'm not. They don't want to talk. I'm, I don't, I don't yeah. want to talk to them then or yeah. whatever. You know, it yeah. could be. I don't want to put it past Jibri. Like, Jibri, he's got ego. He's got pride. Mm-hmm. I could see Jibri going, like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I secretly wanted to see John pummel him, but I, <laughs> I'm also not a violent person. But really, like, if you dish it, you got to take it, you know. And he picked on john from the get-go like sparkles 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 Sparkles. oh yeah there we go (laughs) jibri was just all over the place like you say it's cringe worthy it almost made it so difficult for me to rewatch the tell all like just watching it once i'm like oh jibri saying all this stuff like you're not gonna last you're not gonna last oh yeah they're okay but you're not gonna it's like come on man no one asked for your advice or your opinion like you don't have to if you have nothing good to say don't say anything just keep yeah your mouth shut i noticed too like because i watched the beginning over again mm-hmm. and ari was kind of having his back so mm-hmm. like when they talked about the relationship with the parents and then they said you know there's a lot of, of uh, jealousy of jealousy yeah 
Ari was just kind of piggybacking off that. Yeah. Saying, oh, you think the parents are jealous because of Miona and stuff? And then he attacked her for it. I go, dude, you brought it up. Like, she was just kind of like piggybacking on the statement you made. (laughs) He did make fun of Beanie's English too when he was stuttering. I heard, yeah. So I didn't see it. And Ari called him out. I must have missed that part. Yeah. I, I saw it and I was like, yeah, he did. And then he was trying to say, no, I didn't. Like, you know, I was just agreeing to him or whatever. And dude, yeah, he was doing the most. If he's vying for a place in the next season of whatever or on pillow talk i hope the producers don't budge on this like i think they would because they like drama obviously and gb makes for good tv but it's just so extra the way he tries to he's like um ah he's almost like i want to say who's someone who courts a lot of drama like i can think of another cast member that just keeps courting drama after drama but in that way I'm not right. talking about Stacey Darcy. I'm not talking about... I'm trying to think about someone else that's like very over the top. An Angela almost? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I almost forgot about her because yeah. I hate her. So I, I suppress her. Out of sight, out of mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that. Like that. Like Angela is just over the top, flashing her boobs, you know, just yeah. being very... Especially during the tell-all. Like, totally. okay, all eyes on me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. I got to hog the spotlight. something to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but i would miss people like that like i'm not gonna yeah yeah they i wished we heard more from miona Miona. but when we do it was gem remember when miona called muhammad out she said how weak is your relationship if a bikini is going to destroy it yeah and i was like my god woman yeah yeah (laughs) and i think miona says the right things at the right time like i have to give her credit for that like she just doesn't insert herself when she doesn't need to right she's not about the drama but she does contribute just enough just to stay classy she's so, reserved she's very reserved right? she's very calculative yeah. you know very she, there's she, power in saying less yes and then you know picking your moments right? yeah and then yeah. her partner is the complete opposite and you know he's a bonehead yeah <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I just feel like Jibri was just all over the place. He acted like that tell-all was all about him. Clearly with the way he dressed up and just inserting himself, you know, in everyone's business. Mm-hmm. Ugh. I have a question. Yeah. I think this is something new. Did you feel like Kenny commentating? Was, was there about any to get value to like to that for you or... Ah, uh, not really. But can I just I, say something that might be unpopular and might get us into trouble a little bit? Let's say it. I think the whole world knows that Tim needs to come out. <laughs> Tim will come out on his own time. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm glad that we're at least aligned there. But I, I, I mean, the those, speculation is definitely there. It's strong. And here's why. Because growing up, I've had friends like that who took their time coming out. But like the rest of us can see it. We're just waiting. We're just waiting in the wings like, okay, are you going to be your true self? Like, are you going to be authentic with yourself? Like, are you just denying it? Because Tim with those boots, I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. Like, maybe he's being androgynous and I get it. He's a gun designer. So I get it. He's, he may be a creative person. But I just felt like he made Kenny look straight. He was very gender non-conforming. Yeah, he was very flamboyant. He had like uh, eyeliner, eyeliner, makeup on. Yeah, 
And maybe he's, you know what, guys, I apologize. Maybe he's just being creative. Maybe that's what he is. But I just feel like the whole world kind of knows that he should be coming out. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe. Well, maybe. He, I mean, we're all speculating right now. The, he did date. He did, so. Yeah. He had a kid. Sorry, with Veronica, if I'm not wrong. Anyway, the other thing that I found weird is, or maybe off, not weird, but he was fine hugging John. But then when it comes to Emily, he just fist bump her. Oh, I didn't notice that. So I was like, hmm, okay. Okay, I see you, Tim. I see you. But anyway, let's leave <laughs> Tim alone. I don't care for their extra commentating. Maybe it was helpful because they did I don't think John, so. They go to like, was it Emily? And There's they... nothing about that part of it, I think, that couldn't have been done on like Pillow Talk. Yeah. Which we saw the pillow talk version of the tell all, and that was mm. super entertaining as well. Like I think Veronica met up with Armando, <laughs> so they kind of like exchange partners, which I thought was it's a cool idea. Um, I welcome it. But yeah, I also wanted to add Lon that I'm not so sure about Sean Robinson anymore. I like her as a host. I just don't think she's cut out for a trashy show. I think she's just so classy as a host. I see someone like an Andy Cohen. I'm not sure if you watch Real Housewife tell-alls mm-hmm. or the reunion show. They call it reunion show. Mm-hmm. Andy Cohen will insert himself. He will let the ladies go at it, go at each other. But he can also be very bitchy. And I think the difference that you can see between Andy Cohen and Sean Robinson is that, and maybe this is because of the leaked video during the pandemic, is that Sean Robinson is listening to instructions and you can tell that her words are very deliberate because she's someone, yeah someone's prompting her in her earpiece whereas i think when you see someone who's more natural in moderating a trashy show you can see that it has a flow it's very natural and like i said they can get very beachy and i think that's how you add that extra spice into a reunion or a tell-all for a trash tv show mm. and i don't think sean robinson kind of cut it because i felt very frustrated Whenever there's a clash, and then she would just say like, well, I guess we'll uh, table that. Or, oh, I guess this will never be resolved. And it's almost like she cut it short mm-hmm. and doesn't add anything else to kind of like put fuel into the fire. Because it, right. is, it is dumpster TV. Like, why can't you, you know, you, you're at liberty to be more bitchy about it and more catty and maybe kind of like spur people on. But Sean... I feel like there was a lot of criticism this tell all I noticed mm-hmm. for Sean Robinson like I'd seen tweets she wasn't cutting it she wasn't mm-hmm. asking questions that people wanted asked like yeah. well why didn't you ask this why didn't you ask that what's up with this there were a lot of things she didn't inquire about but then she asked about Emily's parents sex life yeah for some reason like yeah it was like and she asked the cast about their sex lives too and I'm like what is this? Yeah, like there's other questions that we want to know about. Yeah. Yeah. She didn't tell Jibi to SDFU as well. I wish she did. I wish she would call him out too because I'm like, Jibi was out of control and no one called him out and not even the host, the moderator. And I thought yeah. Sean Robinson could be a little bit more bitchy with him and kind of like insert herself too, right? Like she should be the focal point of the show. But instead, right. Jibi ran circles around everyone, including her. Yeah. So I'm like, she wasn't 
guiding and, and yeah, directing. She wasn't and, moderating well right. enough for me, at least. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of Sean Robinson stands out there. And I apologize, mm-hmm. but I think we've watched her quite a number of times to know that she's a great host. Okay, I'm not saying she's bad. She's just not great for the show to tell all, at least, because we expect a little bit more control of mm-hmm. the, the cattiness, the messiness of it all. But you can tell that she's being fed a lot of this. And I think maybe that's why she's still doing it is because it's easy to mold her. It's easy to instruct her because she's just doing her job based on what her producers are feeding her. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, if you watch, I keep going back to Andy Cohen because I'm a huge fan of Real Housewives. But if you go to, like, a reunion show on, where Andy Cohen is the host, hey, even Selling Sunset, when I remember one of the Queer Eye guy did it, I, I thought he was it. being very, <laughs> very bitchy too. And I, I liked it. <laughs> he was asking the right questions too. And I wonder, again, maybe this is a case where Sean's being fed a very bad line of questions. Whereas mm. like, you know, uh, the other hosts were not, you know, maybe had their own or maybe they, they were fed better questions. I mean, I don't know, but I just wanted to see someone else do the tell-all eventually. All right, Lon, we've come to the end of our coverage of the two-part tell-all of 90 Day Fiancé Season 9. Tell us your WTF moment. Uh, For me, Jibri, mm. when Jibri, I know, I know, this is an easy one because like yeah. we could pick, right? Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think he was definitely out of line when he just started pointing at everybody and saying, you're going to make it, you're going to make it, you're not, you're going to make it. I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. And maybe other people might not see anything wrong with that. But I just felt for somebody who was saying, oh, I'm all about respect. I'm all about respect. Yeah. I was very disrespectful yeah. Yeah, to, to all the couples there. And I think even Emily and Kobe kind of recognized that when they went to visit Bilal and Shaida later on. And they said, yeah. you know what? They apologize he, too. He was, yeah, he was out yeah. of line when he said that. We yeah. think you're good people and, and you guys are going to make it. Yeah. Like, it, I felt some type of way. Like, and, and, and I, that was validating in that I knew that was just very uncomfortable that he started doing that. Yeah. And then he's just like, um, you know, I'm just, it's my opinion and I'm, I'm just going to say it how it is. I'm like, dude, no, I don't know. WTF written all over that. Yeah. Same here. I feel like there's no one else that kind of, outshadow him in that department you know he said he was going to bring the love and light to people but he did the complete opposite (laughs) and I feel bad for Miona because if I were her I would be super embarrassed but I'm pretty sure the reason why she was able to stay calm is probably because they had a game plan and Mm -hmm. for him to act up just so they can maybe like I said prolong their tenure on 90 day fiance who knows yeah, I think there were a lot of unnecessary comments made from Jibri and that made it so cringeworthy and so, mm-hmm. well, yeah, cringy to watch and just uh, like left a bad taste, basically. And I have a runner up. Okay. But say yours first. I don't know if I have a runner up. I'm trying to think if there's anyone that's so appalling to me. Okay. Honorable mention then. Okay. Okay. The text messages. Oh. Heck yeah. Yeah. Uh, fucking ew. WTF. I was like, yeah, yeah. oh my gosh. Totally. Like, totally. Yeah. 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 I do have to say, I always appreciate John's presence. I know he can be a mess, uh, a messy thing himself, but you know, 
Sparkles. Sparkles. It's going to go down into the Hall of Fame of 90 Day Fiancé franchise. <laughs> All right. Here's another question. Now that we're at the end of not just the podcast, but also the end of the season. Yeah. Spinoffs. Mm. Which are the couples that you wouldn't mind seeing more of and which ones are you over and done with? Honestly, I would like to see Emily and Kobe. I think Emily would definitely bring the drama. I want to say Kara and Guillermo because I like them, but they're boring. I'm sorry, Kara. <laughs> I guess I'm also curious about Eve and Mohammed, but I think mm. they're kind of over. Like, unless they've been faking this current drama that they're in, like, I don't know. Do I want to see that unfold? I don't yeah. know. Like, if let's say, if you're the producer, right? And you guys were making decision on like, okay, who's going to be the next family Chantel or the next family that we're going to explore? I want to say Kobe and Emily would be a good contender. Mm -hmm. So will Jibri and Miona, unfortunately, because you want to know like, okay, how's the mom doing? What is she thinking? How is she taking it, right? Because she's a therapist. So her career is on the line. Like the more yeah. she appears in 90 Day Fiance, the more like her credibility is going to get questioned. So I don't know about you, Lon. Maybe you have a different couple that you want to see again. No, no, I agree. I think there's a valid case to be made for most of them. The only couple I don't want to see is like Ari and Benny. As interesting mm. as that could go, yeah, I'm just kind I'm of over it. Over them, yeah. yeah. I think we've seen enough of them. Yeah, totally agree. I don't want to see. I'm sorry, but Shida's as beautiful as she is. I don't mind seeing her on TV by herself. But I don't want to see Bilal. But yeah, but they're on uh, Happily Ever After. So they got what they want. Are they? Yeah. They're, they're oh, wait. Happily Ever after? after? Yeah. Next week. After. After. Right? With the question mark. Oh, yeah. After. <laughs> after? Sorry. After. Happily Ever. Because it's after. like, we don't know. Are yeah. they? Okay. Huh. I do want to see John and Patrick on Pillow Talk. Because I think... Thais, as beautiful as she is, I want to see her on TV again. I don't know if I want to see her struggle with the communication because I know she does struggle a little bit. So something about them, she and Patrick, that doesn't interest me. I mean, I know they're globe-trotting couple and, and that's going to be interesting. But I don't know, maybe if they involve the dad, right? Maybe they, if they bring the dad in and he injects more drama into their relationship. <laughs> and then with John, yeah, I, I don't mind, but... That I can see that being like Andre and I that? think John would be good on Pillow Talk. Yeah. So Pillow Talk is great for people who just love to put in their two cents all the time. Yeah. yeah. And I could That's see John. him just saying the most outlandish shit about people. <laughs> totally. <laughs> I can see totally. that. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Lon, before my laptop battery dies, what are we going to do about next week? Are we still going to cover Happily Ever After? Or. Or, or are we going to go into House of Dragons? Because, you know, we both are big Game of Thrones fan. Are we going to pivot? Are we going to watch the UK? I mean, what do you think? I wouldn't mind House of Dragons. That's a week. Bro. And... Hey, fun fact, y'all. Did y'all see that? Did you see that? I'm sure. I, obviously, I saw that. And I saw everything. Even the Easter egg, you know, YouTubes and stuff. But... Just fun fact, guys, me and Lon, when we were colleagues, I want to say back in the day, but like a few years ago, right? 
we would be debriefing on Game of Thrones, right? With the rest of our other co-workers, right? And also The Walking Dead, that was also pretty huge back mm -hmm. then. But yeah, definitely Game of Thrones. Like I would definitely want to cover that. I think there's a lot to be covered. You know, HBO has about eight different spin-offs mm -hmm. from Game of Thrones. And this is one of them. The Jon Snow sequel is going to be made apparently so there's a lot of things to cover in terms wow. of the game of thrones universe and then of course jeff bezos has entered the chat we have <laughs> a lot of the rings uh prequel right which again would be interesting to cover too i don't know i mean i i, I want to hear what our listeners want us to cover but i'm not a big fan of the faults on happily ever after so i don't know lan maybe there's a lot of things that we need to deliberate on before we decide what we want to do next. Yeah, I'm open to it. Yeah. I'm open to it. We can talk about Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones, oh yeah. Yeah, did you know, so I know you were a fan of devs. Yes. Right? Yes. On, so, Sonoya. Sonoya is the, Yeah. Is yes. I so knew it. I was girl, like, man. She's my girl. I was, I was like, wait, is that, is that? And then I looked. She's I was like, oh girl. My Good. She's like my girl crush. Okay. She's, she's awesome. She's awesome. I love yeah, her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw her. I was like, yes, that's gotta be her. Yeah. I was like, why, why do I know her? And then I looked I, and I was like, yeah, it's her. She plays, <laughs> I want to say she plays Damon's wife. Like, no, that's not Damon's wife. Cause Damon's wife, according to the council is in the veil. And if you guys remember the veil is the right. one where, you know, the big hole in the middle. Where Mistress. Whore? Mistress, yes, know. concubine, concubine, Con perhaps, Consort right, 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 Consort. right, right, yeah, right. yeah. So yeah, and she will, according to the previews, I'm not spoiling it here, but if you watch the previews, she bears a child for him that could be <laughs> Aegon, that or that could be <laughs> Jon Snow's dad. Let's let's save it. Let's save it. Let's save it. <laughs> Just yeah, in case I know. We'll okay. There's a lot to cover. There's a lot to cover. So. Long before we go, any shows that you want to recommend? Any podcasts, any shows, any music? You know, I think House of Dragon was the only one I actually uh, was excited about that I watched. Yeah, I don't remember seeing much. The Most Hated Man on the Internet, I think. Mm. I might have recommended that one. I want to watch that Mentai Teo documentary. Oh, I That's saw that one. Oh, you did? Okay. I thought that would be up Good in your one. wheelhouse because it's about catfishing, right? Yeah, that's a good one. So okay. that series is called Untold. Mm -hmm. So it's a really good series. There's another episode for that that I want to see, uh, oh? like the rise and fall of And One, Basket Street. Street oh, yeah. yeah. That's interesting. I got it. Yeah, the Manateo episode is really good. Okay. I just finished season two of Only Murders in the Building. They mm. just published the last episode of season two where they revealed the murderer or the criminal mastermind. So for folks who are fans of true crime, you know, that's a really good series starring Martin Short, Selena Gomez, and holy crap, I forgot the other comedian's name. Damn it. Steve Martin. Steve Martin and Martin Short. Martin Short. Yeah. Yes. That's why I got it confused. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I finished watching that. And um, I must say, Hulu has a lot of great content. Like, I don't find myself Netflixing anymore. I watch Prey, which is this prequel to predator and that's one heck of a kick-ass phenomenal right and man i know i rec recommended this to you but this fool 
is a good oh, one. This fool. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. This fool. That's on my list. Yeah. That's on my list. Yeah. yeah. It's really funny. So yeah. Any last words? Uh, thank you again, listeners. I didn't think that we would be speaking about like 90 Day Fiance to 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 an international audience when Nadia and I would speak about this like at work. <laughs> like yeah. what, what turned into like just water cooler talk yeah <laughs> turned into this yeah and uh and and I, I couldn't be more grateful for for the listeners we have for the people who engage with us on our social accounts so yeah just really with all the gratitude i can muster thank you oh same here we get a lot of dms uh, of people who say hey will be listen to your show and till now till today i mean and we're a very young podcast too i still get very surprised that people actually listen to us shout out to my my co-workers who also plug our podcast amongst each other and i'm super grateful to you guys for listening and yeah please continue to listen to us even if we cover 90 day fiance or otherwise i feel like this show kind of is in a rot right now like it's deteriorating like uh, Anytime they feature Big Ed and Angela, I'm like, nope, I'm done. We might be scraping the bottom right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, ugh. Ugh. Anyway. All right. Cool. Till next time, be kind to one another and stay safe out there. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, give us a five-star review on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can also find us under listener support on anchor.fm and donate for as low as 99 cents or on Patreon at WTF Extra. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90 Day Fiance WTF. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. Don't forget to like, share, and follow the podcast.